You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. All right, welcome back to the show. As I was saying, the Open, always great to check in with our pal, Henry McKenna, who works for Fox Sports covering the AFC East. Henry, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Alex. Yeah, always good to catch up, as I was saying. So my big thesis for this week in regards to the Patriots are a lot of friends of Belichick, FOBs, if you will, I think are starting to starting to pile on their man a little bit. Uh, Mike Reese, who's usually very measured, I think had some pointed criticism of Belichick in his Sunday Notes column, which of course is very warranted and very well laid out. But I pay attention when someone like Reese uh, digs in a little bit like that. And then I think we had Al Michaels even on the telecast Thursday uh, expressing his uh, discontent with the Patriots' bizarre timeout usage. And then I would say most notably, Henry, Mike Lombardi this week says the Patriots do not run an offense. They just run a bunch of plays. So do you read into this as well? Do you think that there is a legitimate change in how Belichick is being perceived? Well, you forgot about most, most notably Uh-oh. Henry McKenna of Fox Sports for a column this it. week. <laughs> uh, uh, criticizing Belichick's management of the coaching staff. I think uh, I wrote going into this year that Belichick was taking more risks than ever than he's ever done right. in how he structured his team. Usually in any given season, we'll see Belichick take, you know, one or two risks with one counterintuitive solution that he pulls the rabbit out of the hat for. So, this year, they went in without a cornerback one, and he's kind of figured out how – well, it, it's I'm not sure if it's him or Steve Belichick or Gerard Mayo, but somebody on the defensive side of the ball has figured out to a degree how to how to manage a defense without a cornerback one. Now, in recent weeks, you could argue that that's falling apart. It doesn't work too. out so well when you play a, re- a wide receiver one. Exactly. So Justin Jefferson beating them up, um, Stephon Diggs beating them up. So you could argue that's not working either, but – you know, that was one risk that he had sort of a counterintuitive solution. Maybe he was going to go all zone defense. This, And then there's the offensive side of the ball where, you know, they're seeing a huge amount of brain drain from Josh McDaniel's departure. And Belichick starts filling in people with no resume for offensive football or limited resume. And it just didn't make any sense at the time. And, you know, you, you with Belichick, you kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, He's he's used these strange solutions to yeah. come up with really great, interesting storylines for us to write about because they they somehow work out and they somehow end up at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Belichick ends up, you know, looking even better as a Hall of Fame coaching candidate, maybe the greatest of all time, almost definitely the greatest of all time. 
But this seemed like a year where he overextended himself and he tried to do too many new things and he tried to put too many people into new positions, most notably now, um, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. And it sounds like, you know, maybe there are a few other people helping out with that offensive side of the ball. So that was a long-winded way of saying, is Belichick perceived differently? I think, you know, once he retires, this season will fade into the backdrop of his Super Bowl wins. But um, this definitely looks like a gaffe on his stamp, you know, on on him. And I think you, you go back to the beginning of the season, I think Belichick's been nicer than ever to the media. It's it's how how often do we see like bristly death stare deadpan Belichick? How many times at this point in the season is is he going viral for that? And how yeah, many times many. this season? Well, yeah, usually he's gone viral like you know five times by now. Yeah. This time, this year, time, mm-hmm. this time this year, probably no times. Right. He's actually like you can see the concerted effort from him to win over the court of public opinion. Why? Because he knows he's losing it and he knows it's a product of these risky decisions that he's made. So it's a weird year for Belichick. And I think even he knows that he's sort of created a situation that even his biggest media supporters don't have a lot of ground to stand on in supporting him anymore. That's interesting. I know you've been on the receiving end of some of those Belichick stare downs in the past. Um, And yeah, you know, you even mentioned like, he obviously hasn't done it as much the last couple of weeks after tough losses to the Vikings and Bills. But earlier in the season, I remember what they scored, what, three points against the Jets and Belichick stands up there and goes, well, obviously we moved the ball well. I mean, really? Like, I mean, can you imagine Belichick three, four years ago pumping, you know, thumping his chest after a three point performance on offense? Uh, you know, he did this even dating back to Cam Newton, uh, creating excuses that he didn't create previously. So I agree. I have noticed a shift and Belichick's strategy. And I think it shows that he does pay more attention to the public perception than a lot of people believe. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you hit it on the head. It, it will be interesting to see this. I mean, they're, they're right in the middle of the playoff hunt. I think the bills and the dolphins are heading into tough parts of the season, including uh, another game between the Patriots and the bills. Um, so the AFCE is hardly sorted and, you know, it's hard to have faith in Belichick's Patriots right now because, you know, even he's like we just said, even he seems to know that his, his team's floundering a little bit. But maybe somehow, potentially, they kind of get themselves back into the discussion in the AFC East over these next few weeks and, and make a push for a playoff spot. They really are eighth in the AFC. They're, they're one spot out of a right. playoff seed. So... They could easily get into the playoffs. They could. It's crazy the Jets are ahead of them. Uh, yeah. It, it is insane if you've seen those games. Um, but the other thing, too, you talk about Belichick's long-term legacy, and I agree that when he retires, 2022 season fades away, no doubt. But, you know, the overarching storyline, Belichick without Brady, I mean, you know, I saw Richard Sherman on Amazon's coverage Thursday saying, look, I've been saying this all along. Belichick is nothing special without Brady. LaShawn McCoy has said that this year. And just all this does is it gives all those people further ammunition to really lay into it. And right now, I mean, they would be right. The Patriots, I think, are exactly a 500 team, maybe a game or two below since Brady left. No, come on. Okay. It, it, that's just not true. Like, that's revisionist. I go. It, it's easy to say that now with Brady having a Super Bowl in hand 
and Belichick, like you said, looking 500 post Brady. But if you go back to the beginning of the Brady Belichick era and you see yes. those first three Super Bowls, like we just haven't watched those in forever. Nobody, like not even Patriots fans have really watched those games in forever because they've had three other Super Bowls to watch, you know? So I think it's a matter of playing prisoner of the moment. We haven't seen the, you know, the days where Belichick was, was a schematic genius um, and of elevating Brady versus, you know, the second, the second run of Super Bowls. Brady was elevating the whole team, right? And Belichick was doing what he could to, um, to kind of manage having a big quarterback. Because at the time, salary cap management is not as adept as it was now. Teams weren't using void years to right. like, yeah, 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 pack superstars onto a team. It was kind of like building balanced football teams, and Belichick was trying to do that around Brady's big contract. So, I think, I think. It's you're underrating Belichick if you think that suddenly not having Tom Brady discredits him. You have to go back to those that first decade of Patriots football to remember just how elite um, Belichick was then. And we're talking in decades like this guy has a legacy. So to, to isolate it to just like, you know, these are the years he didn't have Tom Brady. Like that's again, that's still crazy to me to think that you can you can go back 20 reevaluate the 20 years with Brady. It's like, go back to the beginning, watch all those games and you will, you will see that Belichick knew what he was doing and that Brady's first few Super Bowls were a product of Belichick and not the other way around. And I think there's no doubt that if you were to put some truth serum into Belichick, he would tell you he'd much rather have the first three Super Bowls than the last couple he had. I mean, enjoyed those maybe a little bit more because uh, you know, as you said, he gets more of the credit. Um, 